Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our uh, Discord server where you can communicate with us. You can ask questions about the stories. You can submit your own fan art and we can all go like, oh my God, I can't believe they made it look so cool or whatever we say. And then also uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Dust World Neon Cities. We're just going to take a few minutes and catch you up on some stuff that's happening. So why don't you take it away, Tanner? Thanks. So I was just saying that my podcast, Pit of the West, recently reached a thousand views. So that was really awesome. And also just something weird that I realized I'm going to be recording on three separate podcasts this week. So we'd... I've got one for my library branch and we basically, two of my coworkers and I talked about the new Dune movie. So that was cool. And then on Saturday... I'm going to be on a really fun show called Bad Movies Rule, and we're going to be talking about the Will Smith classic Wild Wild West. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> oh my god, that's memories. Uh, yeah, you're gonna. Are you gonna promote all of our other podcasts? <laughs> I'm gonna do my best. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. I don't uh, really care about the. I mean, I do care about the library one, but I'm really more like the ones that I'm in. <laughs> right, right, right. So. Yes, I will. Nice, nice. Awesome. So that's really sweet. 
Uh, the Dust World RPG is coming along. I just got 11 pages back of manga that are how we are going to uh, help people understand how to play the game. So instead of just having, you know, like a few pages of nothing but text, just blocks and blocks of text, uh, me and Blaze and our other writer, we wrote a manga and then I hired an artist to draw it. And so it's super dope. If you want to check out what what Blaze is up to. Yes, better living for low self-esteem. So check that out. Yeah, I think that's about it. The RPG Empire is going strong. We have a uh, we have a bunch of sort of like periphery people that were like connected to the Pit of the West, Dungeons and Pop, the Gothic Podcast. A couple of the guys have been on that. So that's pretty much what's going on. Thanks for listening, and let's hop into the episode. Last time on Dust World Neon City. Hey, uh, everybody, I'm pretty excited about this, so, uh, I hope you like it. And with that, you guys drive underneath the bazaar, and in front of you, you see lights and colors and literally circus tents. Clarence is thinking, I hate this. This reminds me of my childhood. All these people are looking for something to gawk at. Well, I guess everybody here is... Somebody to gawk at. <laughs> that was a good one, buddy. And uh, Tuck smacks you on the back. Clarence has a horrified frown on his face. Hello! Welcome to the Bizarre Bazaar! That's why it says Bizarre. And uh, who might you be? Doc says, get the hell away from me right now. You're freaking me out. Oh, sorry. Was I coming off too strong? Oh, hey, Tuck! Hey, man, there's a what's up, dude? I love you, man. And he's giving him like a handshake. He's like, welcome back to the bazaar. I hope you find everything you're looking for. And Tuck winks at me. He goes, I always do. I hate this. Monday kind of has a surprised look on his face like, huh? He, he does like a shush sign like, I won't tell. Monday will nod at that, and I think at that point he's going to close his mask back up. He puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, Well, my friend, welcome to the Carnival Bazaar. And if you need anything at all, just come to the main tent and find me and I will be happy to help you out. So Doc is going to come onto the scene and he's got like this fistful of bizarre tokens and he says, Clarence, Clarence, why are you talking to that dog? Because he's my new best friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Clarence, I need you to help me cheat. And I, I need a win. I need a prize from this booth, and I need your help right now. Oh, hell yes. Yes, yes. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. 
Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what. We got the smog's gonna choke you out. Hover cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. Monday, you have entered Blip's Band-Aids, a strange octopus in a jar has put you on an operating table and has begun operating on you after doing a scan of your vocal cord area, your your larynx. And as that's happening, Miller, you were walking away from the bruising books with Clarence heading back towards the carnival games. What's going on with that? Miller has already put so much money into winning this that he's like, well, at this point, I, I just need to win it. I need to. I need to make all this worth it. So I think probably as Doc is talking, we're going to maybe start mid rant because Doc really needs to take a break and he's maybe taking it a little bit too seriously. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, the past few weeks uh, pretty much continuously have been very stressful and he really, okay, you know, you guys, he just really needs this right now. <laughs> totally. It's been really freaking crazy if you think about it. Yeah. Clarence, I just, you know, I, I, I know that they're cheating. You know, I know that they're just taking my money and a little, a little guy sticking out of this dude's stomach said that I sucked over and over again. And, you know, I just, I can't take that. So I want you to help me win. What do you say? Who cares if they're cheating? What's more important is that we cheat. Exactly. It's right. It's only fair. Cause if they're oh, no, cheating. No, no, no. Then... It's not about being fair. It's about winning. Don't care about fair care about the win all right so we would go probably back to the guy that told doc that he sucks <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> that's the first person he wants to win against okay. i want to play again why you suck <sighs> i'm sharing him on so now he'll do well sure 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 and he looks at you dead in the eye and he goes no cheating why would I ever do that? I don't know. Is that just on your head all the time? Why are you thinking about cheating so much? Yeah, it's kind uh, of a good question. Why are you so short? Why You're are you one to talk. Oh, dear. <laughs> hey, I am exactly as tall as my genetics allowed me to be attached to this lout. Uh, I don't appreciate that. Yes. This, this guy is a creepy, kind of like malformed, baby-sized being sticking out of about the belly of this actually not that unattractive uh, sort of middle-aged man. Listen, I also am as tall as I genetically am supported to be in order to not cheat. If I were taller, well, I would probably be doing these games too and winning them all, but alas... So all I can do is cheer. 
Okay. You suck. All right. Doc's going to give it another try. Okay. I'm readying my telekinesis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doc's going to, Doc is going to throw, but he's going to let Clarence try. How'd I do? 11. Nice. Uh, my pick is crime. Um, I don't think that's a telekinesis option. An object becomes a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh Perfect. no. We're getting this done, baby. Okay. Um yeah, so Miller, you and oh, your and don't I get another pick as well? You do. Um picks. you have fine control over something. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. so what do you have fine control over? The ball also? I, or what's just what's becoming a, a bullet? Yeah, I'm just okay. gonna have Yeah, a just hold. keep the hold. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so Miller what does it look like as you're throwing this ball? Like, are you giving it all you got? Are you just like wimping it in? What's what's I, uh, I feel like in order to for them to buy it, Miller is going to pretend like he's throwing it harder than he ever threw it before. OK, so, so like he is going to do like a, a little wind up like a leg up, it. like baseball yeah. style. Exactly. And he's going to. And since this is anime inspired, like I just imagine the camera like swings way back and then like flies in real fast, like yeah. right around your fist, kind of comes around b behind you with all the, like the sweet anime speed lines and then like tracks the ball that is now shooting as fast as a bullet. I kind of imagine like Ash posing before he throws a pokeball. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> same speed line. Same. You, you get the idea. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he he. In order to sell it, he 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 like really pretends like he's trying to throw a fastball. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing flies at I don't even know how fast a bullet actually goes. You guys get the idea. A bullet, pretty damn fast, and it hits these bowling pins, and they just fly off like in in every direction, going really fast. And the ball just pierces the backside of this tent, and you hear some crashing and some screaming. On the outside, uh, like behind. And when you look through the hole in the tent, you can see like the hole has like gone through like several stalls and uh, and like even probably a vehicle or two. And you hear a lot of screaming and cursing. And the little like evil baby is just like. Dang. You suck. Oh, come on, Miller. You do suck. I know you can do better than that. Doc is going to pretend like he's going to be rotating his arm around, like, you know, uh, kind of cracking his neck. Like he's and warmed he's, up. Yeah, exactly. And he says, I'll take my prize now, unless you want me to keep going. Oh, nope. Nope. Uh, let's see. What prize do you want? Uh, what kind of winner pick. Winner picks. Uh, well, you got attracted to this stand. What would have attracted you? Well, it's. It's weird because I'm thinking like the giant, giant teddy bear, but uh, it is the apocalypse. And it's that kind is of what this, I was thinking, too. Yeah. Uh, what if it's a giant teddy bear, but it has like an octopus for a head, like a Cthulhu oh, bear? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> and it's not even really. And again, it's not even about the prize. It's the principle yeah. of the thing. Sure. He like timidly like the, the guy. Like looks down at, at the little baby and just shakes his head, and then he reaches over and grabs like one of these massive teddy bears with a Cthulhu head and hands it to you, and he's like, "That was that was very nicely done," and he kind of like looks you over as if he's looking for like cybernetics or something. 
Doc snatches the bear out of his hand and he says, I think we're done here. Let's go, Clarence. The little baby waves at you and he goes, Maybe you don't suck so bad. Doc doesn't look back. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and as you guys walk away, you hear like the the like older guy going like, I thought they were glued down. They were glued down. Um, and they're like kind of bantering back and forth. Like, what the hell? Like, how, look, the bolts are broken. <laughs> Doc is going to just whenever he can. Yeah. If he sees like a kid. You know, or, you know, even just like a kid with sure, the parents kids. or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he wants to give it to one, to a kid. Okay, yeah. Just you because he's like, he uh, doesn't really want it. Because there's a lot of, like, mutations down here. And so you see, sure. like, a little girl with, like, a beaver face. Like, literally a furry face with, like, buck teeth and a beaver tail. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and her parents, which are both, like, s- different sort of animal hybrids. And... Like, she is so excited and happy to get this because they always play the carnival games and never have they won anything. Doc nods to them. You know, he's he's an older looking guy, kind of a friendly face. So he, you know, he gives it to the beaver kid and, you know, wishes them well. Is it, you yeah, know. The, the dad puts his arm around and he's like, okay, you got to tell me. So how'd you do it? Very carefully, I say, leaning in. <laughs> Doc, Doc nods and winks, just like with a knowing with a knowing nod. <laughs> well, okay, keep your secrets. But I've been playing these games for like fifteen years, and I ain't never won one of them. I cheated. Oh well, damn. I guess I should cheat. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get caught or nothing. <laughs> well, you you got it, buddy. I, I try real hard not to get caught. Oh, I don't know how good I could cheat, but this I is think not, about something. This is not gonna come back to haunt me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're gonna like you're gonna come back, and they're gonna like have lost everything because everyone uh-huh. just comes in cheating. Um, okay, yeah, you guys you guys have handily. Uh, do you hit any other of the the cheating card? Uh, carnival games or just the one? No, oh, we absolutely just, do. Okay, all right. Cla- <laughs> then Clarence is going to drag Doc. Doc is like, nice. okay, I'm oh, satisfied. We aren't done yet. Oh, okay. the night is young. All right. Uh, I think Clarence, you hear in your ear. This seems pretty fun. I never got to go to a carnival. I am really liking this. I'm. I'm glad to hear that. I. I, uh, yeah, honestly, uh, all the times I went to carnivals, um, I was usually, I have more in common with these carnies running the shooting games than you think. Well, I don't recall, but I believe you. I, uh, yeah, the real, the real fun one. The real fun one are always the card tricks. And I, I, I then kind of nudge uh, the doc and say, Over there, the card dealer. That one's next. Um, that's going to be all on you. I'm, I ain't much of a card player. Oh, well, trust me. We'll turn this into a regular casino royale. All right. I, I just, I feel like... The more of these that we win at, the more heat we're going to draw on ourselves. Oh, absolutely. That's half the fun. 
In fact, I would say that's three quarters of the fun. Just how much can you get away with? All right, screw it. Let's do it. Okay, so you guys make your rounds. Uh, you hit up the card tables and a few others. We'll kind of do that more of a montage. Uh, I don't think we need to roll for all of them. Right. I'm pretty sure Clarence's psychic powers can uh, <laughs> can, can help help you guys win at at some rigged card card games and carny games. So um, there's just and throughout playing throughout is like, hey, now you're a rock star. <laughs> just some. We are going to get our game on and go play. And yeah, you guys yeah. are like strutting the whole time. Yeah, and uh, I think probably by like f- the fourth or fifth game that you win, like they've definitely caught on, but nobody else has won, so they're just like, eh, "It's fine. It's one person." And while that's happening, we're going to cut back to uh, Monday. Monday, you have just undergone a surgery. I think I had described it with all of these like octopus arms coming out with like various instruments uh, kind of working on you. And uh, so we'll say there's like a dormouse type uh, woman nurse who's helping blip the octopus. And he uh, he finishes up and you kind of come to and he holds up his like a mirror and you can see that there's just a small incision. And then he has, you know, like a little. Uh, typewriter so that he can communicate with you and he types you know like well it it'll probably take a while but it should come back I think Monday is going to try and say something and realize that he still can't quite talk yet he makes like a strangled noise which is more than he normally can do blips kind of like startled looking and he's like and he's shaking his head no and like waving it his two arm-like tentacles. And uh, any types like, you really should rest your voice as your vocal cords heal because you could damage them and, like, make it worse. Monday is going to nod, and then his visor is going to flip back up, and he'll just have a little thumbs up on his face. He's a little spent after that. Uh, unless you guys have anything in particular you want to do, we're going to kind of do a you guys go and find a place to sleep and wake up sort of montage. Oh, boy. I bet the hotels are great at the carnival. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even though it's a carnival, it's really like a kind of like a safe zone. So okay. there is, you know, like a really nice. Uh, well, does somebody want to roll for set the stage? Ooh. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so how do I do? <laughs> 11. Yeah. Nice, no. nice. Nice. An 11. So on an 11, you get to choose three. Uh, the options are it is as you want. It is better than you hope. It's not creepy. And you're welcomed here. Uh, uh, maybe just one thing could be not creepy. I don't know. Just saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to be welcomed. We're going to be welcomed and it's better than we hoped. And it's not creepy. Okay, so it isn't as you want, so I get to describe it, essentially. So as you guys uh, walk the streets and have reconvened, you are looking for a place to stay, and Tuck walks up and he's like, Hey guys, I got us a place to stay. It's right over here. And uh, as you walk around, you see it's a really nice-looking hotel, and then there's like a a really elegant-looking cat silhouette, and, and then that makes up the sign. And then the words are like cut out of the silhouette. So it, you can kind of like see through it. And it says the cottages. 
And as you walk up, it's it's one building, but it's very fine. It's it's kind of has almost a Victorian feel and definitely feels out of place, uh, both for the bazaar, but also more specifically for Neon City. And as you walk in, it really has that like spirited away vibe. Uh, like when she first walks into the like main hall of the spa, it's just like bustling. There are people like taking baggages left and right and walking right up to you dressed, you know, in his purple pinstripe suit is Fancy Pants. And he goes, well, hello there. I'm glad you made it. Well, you know it. Doc says, not this guy again to himself. Monday's like <laughs> happily waving at him and uh, doing a little uh, kind of dance while seeing him. Nice. I think he gives you like a high five. And Tuck also gets like, you like to get the up top and Tuck short. So he gets the down low and he like moves it a little fast for Tuck and he goes too slow. I <laughs> got you. And then he puts it back for like an extra one. Monday's definitely doing the A <laughs> pointing at him. <laughs> Nice. Doesn't like him, but <laughs> yep. Uh, he's got really good hearing, and so whenever you said "not this guy again," he just gives you like a knowing smirk. And he's like, "Well, come right this way. I've got your rooms, and they're pretty snazzy, I must say." And uh, he takes you to the elevator. A few minutes later, you come to uh, one whole suite that has uh, several separate rooms in it. And everything is just really nice. Like you guys maybe have never been in a place this nice, um, which is kind of weird because, you know, the bazaar is kind of weird and creepy and like doesn't have, you know, a posh feel to it. But this place definitely does. What do our rooms look like? So your rooms have a nice bed that's very, very soft and comfortable with wonderful linens and a very thick comforter. Uh, the pillows are filled with what seems like some kind of feathers, which is maybe a pillow you've never even touched before. Uh, everything feels much more organic than you're used to because like most of your bedding and clothes and everything is all synthetics. Um, and then, you know, the walls are wood with like a, a tasteful wallpaper and there's a little desk with like a flower in it. And uh, and some paper and a pen, which is also very strange because um, you don't really see pen and paper around very much. Um, and like a nice little wooden chair and a spot for luggage, which, you know, you don't have much of. But so very nice. Uh, are you talking about anything or doing anything or just hitting uh, the, the rack? Oh, Doc is going to get. Well, he's already eaten. So Doc is going to hit the hay. He's pretty okay. tired. So yeah, um, he's going to lay down in his room, you know, noticing that is it is there like like a notepad like you would see in a hotel room. But that's like an amenity instead of just yes. an expectation. Like, wow, exactly. It, it's yep. kind of like just sort of there casually like, oh, well, we can afford paper and it's not even a big deal. Exactly. Right? OK, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Doc looks at that kind of impressed and. uh is there a mini bar? Is that something Doc would want? Eh, he wouldn't. If it was there, he would. He would have. He would have a drink. Sure. I. I think. Like I mean, when you came in, you didn't notice it, but then under the desk there is one. Doc's gonna have himself a little whiskey, and he's gonna, you know, little get nightcap. Comfortable. Yeah, a little nightcap. Uh, he's not a huge. 
he, he seems to drink a lot in this show, but he himself is not a huge drinker, but he's going to It's relax. just been in some really stressful situations. Yeah, he needs, uh, he I, needs a little unwind. I think as you pop the cork on the bottle, you hear, mm, yes, I'll take two, thank you. You know these are really expensive, right? Maybe three. Three is good. Are you going to pay for it? Yes, with all of my immense budget. <sighs> you know what? I believe two that's... is fine. Two is fine. Yeah, he's gonna gonna give him some booze. Uh, um, you know, I, I would assume that he would form like a mouth on Doc's arm, and Doc's gonna just disturbingly pour it into his own arm. <laughs> I, I think as you pour the cup, like part of your kind of skin flops off and then forms into a little humanoid like a like Gross. a homunculus but it, it like forms what looks like clothes and stuff and it's just grins little like a little version of the grin you've seen in your mind but still faceless but it has a mouth and he just sits down and crosses his legs like on like a little cigar box or something and he takes the cup which is as big as like a barrel and he just starts drinking it he's like it's been a hell of a day hasn't it or week i guess Doc is just staring at this new uh, ability and Doc's it just shakes his head like, all right, whatever. He's like, I well. just I thought it was better to drink with, you know, this than like an octopus. I could be an octopus if you want. No, and like, no, no, no. This his, is his arm like flops better. into like a tentacle. No, no, that's this is better, actually. OK, and then it kind of like slurps back. I kinda found weird. since. My memories have started to come back. I have more control over what the shapes that my cells become. I'm I'm not exactly sure how to explain it. Does he still look purple or does he look like human, normal human skin tone? Uh, his skin looks like skin, but his okay. clothes look like kind of purplish. Doc doesn't want to touch the clothes because he's pretty sure that it's just like skin like uh well i mean it, it honestly it is somewhat comforting to talk to someone a little bit more human looking so i mean it helps yes well i agree could you do something about your face is that supposed to be an insult no well it was more of a joke but I suppose, if you want to be insulted. Nah, not really. Doc, doc like, He holds the cup off. up to, to, uh, to, like, cheers it. But, like, yeah. the cup is literally, like, the size of a barrel for him. Doc, yeah, Doc's gonna sigh and, you know, dink it. So, finish off the, uh, uh, it, it's, I assume it's, like, an airport style, or airplane style mini, like, bottle. Oh, yeah, probably. That's Kind of what I figured. Um, yeah. So are we, what are we doing then, Grin? Are we going to try to find some more of your memories? <sighs> I suppose. I mean, there's this. Did you, I, I don't know how much you know. And also, I'm not very comfortable with any of this, but did you see the woman? Yeah. Yeah, I did. When I, when I think about her. I feel something. It. I. I haven't. 
I haven't felt in God knows how long. I've just been, I've survived, I've lived, but I haven't felt. Love? I want to feel her. I want to know what, what she was to me, who she was, what I was. Look, I mean, this ain't really my place to say, but it kind of looked like you loved her. That you had strong feelings or something of that nature. Now, yes, I ain't, I, I, now I ain't an emotional psychological doctor, but, you know, I was pretty much plain to see. Which I imagine, as for me, as well as for you, was pretty damn unsettling. Yeah, I mean, it seems you were human once, so that's right. what... That's How did this happen? Do. How did I become whatever this existence is? This immortality that forces me to live off of others and eat rodents. I used to be something more than this. I don't know. I think that's something we're going to have to figure out. But listen, Grin. Yes. If I'm going to be helping you with this, and I I want to help you, I I know more about you now. I don't. <sighs> I understand that you are a parasite, not in a like you know, you living with your parents till you're forty kind of parasite, but a you know actual biological creature that survives by leeching off of others. I understand that. I don't. I, I, I feel like we have you. more of a symbiotic relationship. And than, I, uh, I, I feel like a, a we're straight getting parasitic to that point. relationship. I feel like we're getting to that point. But listen, Grin, if I'm going to help you with this, I need you to work with me. I need you to understand that we can't we can't go around eating people. I don't want you killing people that what don't deserve it. We don't need we don't need that kind of heat on us, you know. Okay, sure. listen, I, you know, if it's some like, you know, gangsters trying to kill us, and if it's us, if it's if it's us or him, you know, it, it, and if that's something that you need to do to survive, then do it. But I don't want you going around committing murder for for no good reason. It, it's only going to bring heat on me, and you know, frankly, I don't, I don't need to, I don't need that. I don't need it. So, if I'm going to help you, we got to work together, all right? I think as you say that, Grin kind of leans back with his legs crossed, kind of holding his hand in the top of this small, like, shot glass, kind of like, uh, just almost anxiously moving it back and forth. And he looks at you, which is, he doesn't have any eyes, which is kind of, like, oh. a little disconcerting. Eh. You could feel like a sincerity kind of coming off of him in his body language. And he says, I, all of this time, I thought I was a creature, a beast living amongst sheep. And while I did not intend to feed on the sheep, it did not bother me either. And... I now see that all along I was just a sheep in wolf's clothing, and I don't intend 
to keep making the same mistakes. So I... I will do my best to control my urges. You're becoming human. You're learning what you were. You <sighs> were one, one... It seems like at one time you were... You had... I, I don't know what kind of a man you were. But I'm hoping that I can show you what it means to be human again. Show yes. you what it means to care about people. I mean, that's that's my job, is I care for people, and, you know, that's what we well, got to do. We're, it seems know. like you're starting to make a nice little band of brothers. I think so. And with that, the camera pulls out of your window and kind of shimmies around the side into Clarence's window. Clarence, you're in your bedroom. Uh, there are two beds in there. I imagine, do you just share a room with Tuck? No. Sure. Yeah. He could sleep on the couch, but I think you're used to having him around. Base already passed out, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good, because I am eyeing... That pencil and paper, or pen and paper. Yeah, what are you doing with it? I am going to try and write a letter to Gage. I love it. Do it. Uh, I do. There is only one problem. What? Clarence has terrible handwriting. <laughs> like, he's a uh, telepath. He, he doesn't usually need to write things, you know? Yeah, I think uh, as you're writing, Clear's like watching this and he's like, you're a terrible, terrible writer. Uh, excuse me? I'm using the biggest words. Nobody can read that chicken scratch. I do not know what you mean. I can read it. I think, I think. Just, just let me. And he like kind of shimmies into your body and pushes whoa, you whoa, out. Whoa, 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 and, whoa, 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 And he's whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Uh, he turns to your ghost and he says, Just tell me what you want me to write. I have the penmanship of an artist. Get out! Now! And he writes, get out now. And it looks beautiful. <laughs> Damn, I can actually read that. Please, allow me to help you. Fine. Uh, dictate as follows. And then uh, Clarence will recount his adventures. He will change the names of the innocent. What I'm saying <laughs> is he will not change Doc Miller's name. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, just give us a little a little taste of what, what's in this letter. So, uh, you, you probably definitely pegged me as somebody who would uh, eventually go on to fight uh, people on the regular in a huge coliseum pit, obviously. <laughs> I... Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but I've been doing that for years. And then one day, uh, these people come in who promise to help me. And uh, they're very bad at it, but that's all right. They're getting the job done. Um, in the process, we may or may not have found, like, the disembodied head of some Illuminati. Um, also, I was uh, tracked down by an assassin. You know, that you probably expect more. But here's the thing. I took him out basically out by myself, if if I may be so bold. 
um, didn't need any help from any Duskcasters. Was in fact a Duskcaster I was dealing with. Uh, incapacitated him uh, very well. I don't think he'll be getting up from that. Uh, Clarence is going to leave out the part that he actually was tried to nice to be nice to. Anyway, we're currently dealing with that, and uh, yeah, how are you? Uh, still at Red Earth? Uh? <laughs> where do I send this? Clear, where do I send this? Um, I think... Let me, let me look at your memories. Fine, fine, you may. Oh, he's, uh, still looking for the king? That's, uh, the last one you remember. Uh... Uh, yes, just send a random letter to the king from Neon City. Well, you could send it to Gage, who is the general of the Red Earth Kingdom, and is still at the palace, and he'll probably get it. That, uh, sure. Yes, I came up with that plan. It's my plan. Yes, sounds good, right? Clear? Yes, I'll hop out now. Right. I can actually read it. It's all clear now. Oh, uh. <laughs> I guess I'm quite the writer now, writing my books. <sighs> I'm going to rest. When you say that, you hear like a tap on the window. I immediately look in horror at the window. And upside down, like kind of from the top of the window, you see the gecko face of Bjorks, and he just waves at you, and he like knocks side on blast, the window. Side blast, side blast. Oh no! Surreal. <laughs> uh, he's very <laughs> tempted. <laughs> but then, like, he puts his he puts his uh, two fingers to his forehead to do it. But then he remembers that it did take off like Monday last time. And so he's just like sends a telepathic message to Bjork. What are you doing here? I found the perfect Bjork for you. Okay, I am actually interested. Do you open the window? I do. Uh, he just reaches his hand in. He doesn't even come in and hands you the small glass cube. Okay. What's I remember this? all of the wonderful Bukes we were we were watching together and having so much fun. And then as I was cataloging all of my many, 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 many Bukes and all of the recordings, I remembered this particular Buke and I thought that you would love it. It's uh it's about something called a side diver, and it in particular is like a documentary. Doco documentary. Yes, that's what I said, a documentary. And uh, it's about something called the Psywilds. Hmm. The Psywiddles? The Psywiddles. The Psy... The Psy-somethings that you... I don't know. I thought you'd like it. All right. I, uh... Consider me interested. Do I owe you anything? Just make sure to visit next time. Okay, bye, best friend. And he crawls down the wall. I have the weirdest friends. 
Yeah, so Bjorks left. Uh, and with that, I think we're going to leave Clarence with that uh, Bjork. And we cut over to Monday, who is not wearing his normal full LED armor getup. Instead, he's wearing a white puffy robe and some slippers, and he's walking uh, out the door, right? Exactly. One of the best things about the cottage is that it is a spa. And because the there's not really time here, like there is time, there's not like day or night, the, the spa is just open 24 hours a day. And so... I think Monday, what what did you what did you want to do with the spa? Gonna say Monday's uh well, P's very, very sore from all the running around and jumping and all that. Uh he's looking to relax his muscles a bit, as well as maybe help out a little bit with the surgery. Uh just kind of relax in a hot tub there for a bit. Um, does Monday have another way to communicate besides his um like visor? Like can he do sign language or anything? Yeah, he can do basic sign language just to, he's I'm going to say that he's had a few times in the past where his suit has shorted out and he had to rely on that. OK. Yeah, so he walks down and he goes and gets in like a, a nice, really wonderful, like massive open bath that's, you know, very hot, nice bubbles. It's really, really salty. So it's just giving him like like that full like body healing kind of feeling. And as he does, he gets a message on his phone. Monday is going to pop his hand up kind of lazily and uh, see what's going on. So he he flips over his hand for the eye brace to kind of project the text. And it's from Jess. It doesn't say anything else, just Jess. And it says, Monday, I'm trapped. I need your help. Come quick. Monday is going to kind of reread it twice. Uh, by the way, Monday, in order to protect his eyesight, has like these super thick avatar glass or aviator shades on. Not avatar. Nice. And uh, he just kind of like looks at this, rereads it, and it's like. <sighs> well, and I think what stands out to you the most is that you have no idea who Jess is. Uh, I'm going to try something that I have not tried with Monday yet. I think I'm going to try hack it, fix it, uh, hack it, fix it or wreck it. And he's going to try and trace the location using the phone's programs. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah. So on a 10, you do what you're trying to do. So you're able to hack it. And this signal came from a sub basement in the Kleintech building. Monday's very much scratching his head like um this screams trap to me like uh is that all it says i think uh just to see what happens monday's going to message back um who is this so he gets dot 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 back are you effing kidding me are you sure you have the right number Monday, this is no time to joke. I am seriously stuck here. I need your help. It's me, Jess. Total recall? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. These nice. rolls, bro. Learn one thing I'm missing. So as you 
like think about this name Jess, all of a sudden you have these flashbacks of hanging out with this really cool chick in a leather jacket who seems tougher than she should. And she wears like sunglasses with the slits, like horizontal slits, 80 style. Oh no. And her jack- jacket has a bunch of studs all over it. And like you remember like walking down the street and then uh, all of a sudden you guys were surrounded by this gas. And when you woke up, she was gone. But then also you couldn't remember her. So the walking down the street and being surrounded and getting hit with the gas wasn't a dream. You get the thinking dots as something's being typed back. And what you get back is. It wasn't a dream. I'm scared. I'm being watched. I'm trapped. And it ends without her sentence being completed. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on.